Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Melissa, so we've been trying to figure out our brand. like <laughs> For weeks, what? months. <laughs> months, years. <laughs> like, what is the self-awareness journey and what are we trying to do and what is like the category mm-hmm. we fit in, right? Right. When we talk about marketing, right, when I talk about marketing at, at work, we are, we're often trying to get our products into the right category so people can understand what they are super fast. And we can start showing ourselves in those branding areas more so that people that are searching for support can have it. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. I know it. Right. So You've done a beautiful it got me job. Thinking, well, <laughs> right. Like what category is the self-awareness journey in? Because mm. like at first we think, well, it's in this, it's in the mental health space, right? Yeah. Certainly that's like a super broad category. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, as I think about it a little bit more, then like, well, that's like not quite right because there's parts of the, that mental health um, area that like we're far away from, Yeah, you know, like, thera- like therapy and well, and things like that. And, and I think what we said about that is that's, like, that's all more of that reactive zone. You know, yeah. it's like, I am now this way. And so I need help. Yep. And yeah. there's certainly like a whole science around yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. all that. And there's yeah. doctors and there's yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, so then we shift into like, <laughs> like a mental wellness, right? Like there's like a little softer term for maybe what we're doing. Well, I don't think that that's a term that most people use or are accustomed to, but I think that is a term that you and I always like get really fired up about and want to proliferate. Yep. So mental wellness. But then I was getting it one step farther (laughs) and I really love this next, this next (laughs) term. It's not quite a category yet. Oh no. I think it's going to be a category though. Mental (laughs) fitness. It's mental fitness. Yeah. Like what we're doing is working on mental fitness. Mm. And here's my definition of mental fitness. Okay. So mental fitness is having and maintaining a state of well-being and cultivating awareness of how we think, behave, and feel. Did you write that? No, I stole that from the internet. Okay. Wow, that <laughs> internet is so smart. Can you say that again? Say it again. <laughs> okay. So mental, mental fitness, fitness is having and maintaining a state of well-being and cultivating awareness of how we think, behave, and feel. Wow. Actually, that's what we're doing. I love that. That's I know, right? Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, internet. <laughs> How come you didn't find that like um, two years ago? <laughs> we should probably, I should probably cite whoever wrote that because it's really yeah. spot on. And like, we should probably give it to our new fabulous PR marketing person. <laughs> <laughs> so they have some clue about what we're, what we're attempting to do here. So when we think about mental fitness, like I, I started kind of drawing a parallel between that and physical fitness, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I talk about yeah. that a lot and we yeah. don't articulate it very well. This this idea that 
if you're working on physical fitness, like tell me yeah. also like if you're going to go work on physical fitness, like what are you going to do? Tell me like your daily or weekly actions of what you're going to do. Yeah, for sure. I would be three days a week at least, maybe four on a good week of doing hot yoga, flow yoga. And then I would maybe be taking a walk on occasion. I would try to focus on not eating so much bread as in an entire loaf in three days. <laughs> those are the things that I would do, though. I would specifically have go-to items, and those would be them. Yeah. How about you? So, um, Just curious. <laughs> so if I'm working on my physical health, uh, I like do strength training once a week. Mm -hmm. I'd probably go hit a whole bunch of tennis balls, mm -hmm. and I would definitely focus on my diet mm -hmm. and eating way less sugar. Right, right. Same <laughs> Mostly. here. I just love sugar so but much. The thing when we start talking about how are we going to, what are we going to do for our physical fitness, we all have these lists. Yes, we do. Yep. Everyone's got a list mm -hmm. and everyone Absolutely. generally knows what to do, whether whether we can stick to that or not, which we which obviously we can't. Um, <laughs> or don't want to. <laughs> uh, we all know kind of like what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But if I said like, do. like, well, you're maybe a bit of an outlier in this way because you're kind of like a junkie. But <laughs> if I say like, hey, what are you doing to work on your mental fitness? Yeah. People are just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, they don't have a go to routine. They don't know what the things are they should do. Yeah. Or can do. I mean, I don't even think it's a should conversation i think it's a this is a this is a topic that most people aren't talking about you know it's like mm -hmm. we don't approach our mind the way we approach our body yeah we simply right. don't and um you know if you want to talk about the physical health you can say yes there are many things that people do as a reactive state for physical health like oh i've had a heart attack so now mm -hmm. i have to eat no a low sodium diet and i need to lose 20 pounds or oh i now have borderline diabetes i need to mm -hmm. do these things so there are certain reactive things but um with with physical health it is definitely delineated between reactive and proactive states with mental health i don't believe our society has ever focused on much the proactive side yeah. of mental health and mental fitness. I think we have in the last 10 years started to get more into that. You know, you're starting yep. to see more and more. But it's funny, like there's there's almost like buzz phrases or buzz industries that are trying to like make that make that pitch, right? Mm -hmm. Like like the meditation world. That's yep. making that pitch right now, but there's just really not a lot of ways to think about that that people have used in the past. Yeah. Yeah, the I'd say meditation is a great example. It kind of it, it definitely had a little bit of uprising. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it still does. I think it still does. There's a lot of things that people are. Um, but there's so much beyond yeah. meditation, and yes. meditation, frankly, is really hard for some people. It's, it's like not their thing, right? Yeah. But you know what, though, like even just stopping on this point for a moment, because I know a bunch of our listeners do meditate. A bunch of our listeners want to, and a bunch of our listeners have probably do what they call, and I'm using air quotes, failed at it, or they quote, mm -hmm. can't do it. Um, but even in meditation, there are thousands of ways to meditate that are yep. all great. 
and look yep. completely different, you know? Yep. So I think even in that, we haven't given that its due attention. Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, your go-to is hot yoga. My go-to is strength training. Yeah. Right. They're just yeah. they're both physical exercise are just different. Yeah. Um, same with meditation. There's so many varieties of yes. it that yeah. That's um, so true. what works for one doesn't work for the other or yeah. is you know, enjoyable. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's yeah. see. So, so the, like this idea that, that we're going to become more proactive with mental fitness is interesting. Like, mm -hmm. like, could this be a movement that's coming up? I would change the question to how can it not be a movement that's coming <laughs> up? And here, here's yeah. why, here's why, you know, startling and awful statistics. We like to always stay positive in our podcast, but um, teen suicide is on a huge rise. Um, medications for anxiety and depression mm -hmm. are vastly prescribed in shocking numbers. Um, people are, with all the pandemic and everything in the last year and a half, people are calling it the great resignation. People are quitting their jobs because oh, yeah. they can't manage the anxiety and stress or they no longer see its value. Yep. Um, against a paycheck. So I think that there are a number of societal lights turning on mm -hmm. um, that say we must pay attention and we must pay attention differently. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's this huge opportunity right now. Yep. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited about that. So here's you know. here's an interesting thing I ob observed because, yeah, uh, you know when right before you and I hopped on the pod, I was like, uh, you know, making my lists. Of yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here like, I was get, in my get... mind. Here I was in my thoughts and feelings. <laughs> How does that feel? <laughs> Talk about so, that. What does that feel like? You know, we were on um, Alex Morales' podcast um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the Twin City Wellness Wellness Collective, Collective right? Yes. And we're talking mm -hmm. about wellness. And we didn't talk about it a lot with him, mostly because we were you know, just focused on self-awareness and, yeah, and things like right. that for the, the sake mm -hmm, of that mm -hmm. podcast. But he talks about the eight pillars of wellness, right? And that's yeah. kind of a mm -hmm. sort of well-known list from yeah. a long time ago. And uh, the pillars are physical, social, emotional, occupational, financial, spiritual, intellectual, and environmental. Mm, right? mm -hmm. So that's a big that's a big list. Yeah. But what's interesting when I glance at this list, so when you look at physical, right? Physical, okay, like that can there's lots of gyms, sports, activities, yeah, d diets, yeah. cookbooks, yeah. like there's so much around that, right? Yeah. Social, there's so many clubs and activities and recreation to do right mm -hmm, all right. that's built up occupational right mm -hmm. jobs coaching like the whole structure of training at your job like there's a lot of support around occupational yeah. financial you might have a financial advisor right there's resource there um spiritual obviously if you go to church like church is a huge infrastructure of spiritual yeah. support yeah 
and it, many other and many many other besides church many other right. spiritual yep. opportunities yeah. um intellectual there's no shortage of schools right <laughs> or books <laughs> or teachings <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and then like environmental right again there's no shortage of houses and apartments and condos and yeah all you know all this infrastructure for that but the one that seems like kind of uh like blank to me is emotional Right, so that's one yeah. pillar, emotional. Okay, so where do I go for emotional support? Like, what are my, yeah. what are the tools and resources that are at arm's length to me for yeah. this emotional piece? Mm-hmm. And right. it's like not until we're broken do we figure out that emotional part. And then we try to figure it out not as resourced emotionally or mentally as we normally are because we're hurting. Yeah, and we're not our best selves. Right. So right. then we're searching. Now, now I'll give you a couple of examples. So I have some, I have several 20 somethings in my life, either due to me coaching them in their jobs or through my kids, friends or mm -hmm. what have you. Um, but I have had conversations with four 20 somethings in the last one month's period of time that wanted to talk with a therapist, mm. just normal, common stuff that they're trying to work through. Mm -hmm. Right. And in all in every single one of those cases that were all unrelated, the fastest one of them could get in was five weeks from now. Mm. And the others was over two months away. So, so that's a huge hole. That's that that's a huge gap, right? Mm -hmm. So even so my point to this is even though we have all of these things right that are available to us or we think they are or we want them to be yeah. but we don't actually we have a sort of a stigma about that too which we could have a whole podcast about but that's not for today but um we have all these options but even those options are no longer fitting what's really needed in many 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 cases yeah. i think we're scrambling as a country as a society as a movement we're scrambling to try to make them fit again mm -hmm. and like but there's you know that we're in this learning curve and this big gap so even those things that we've had that were available to us, we either don't know much about, we're scared to engage in because we're embarrassed, especially if you're in your 30s or older. Mm. I, I'm gonna, I don't usually like to put things, on, label things, but I will in this case because I think millennials and the younger generations have a much healthier view of mental wellness and mental fitness than people like me yeah. that are a little older um, 30s, 40s, 50s, and older, there is a huge stigma around anything related to your mental fitness yeah. because people think it's because you're broken. Yeah. I actually, I will even observe that in my teams with, with, um, mm -hmm. with, uh, <laughs> again, I want to put this, like, I don't want to make this too sweepingly general, but like yeah. our older managers yeah. are way less tolerant of, you know, mm -hmm. mental, like we have a, mm -hmm. I have a very clear policy at work that people can, should take mental health days off. Yeah. Just no questions yeah. asked, not feeling it. Don't come to work. Yep. That's exactly. it. That's my whole policy. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the team really struggles with that because they're like, yeah, JJ, but that's their job and they should, you know, show up. Suck it up. Suck they it up and suck get it up. here. And, you know, I'm like, that's mm -hmm. just not how we're going to run it here. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, it's like we they do that. They do it, right? But they're not <laughs> clearly not yeah. like real happy about yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah. But but I think that that's the whole point of this conversation. It's like, so even the resources that are currently available, we have ideas about. Mm-hmm. We have preconceived notions about. Um, and it does usually represent, I think part of it is because it represents us being not very happy or at a time in our lives when we aren't our best. So we don't like to think about it or work on it. Mm-hmm. And yet the way that you and I are talking about this it's a hugely different opportunity, right? It's a proactive, really amazingly wonderful opportunity yeah. to develop something within you. Yeah. That's not your physical body or or what have you, but it's it's a it's a huge wonderful place. Yeah, you know what it, you know what the one of the problems to me is when I look at this list, um the the problem is vulnerability, right? Because if you look at physical, social, occupational, financial, spiritual, intellectual, like all this whole list. It's so easy. Well, even emotional, but like, it's so easy to hide different Mm -hmm. things. Like, I mean, even just like the, the, the stigma we have, especially in the U S around even like talking about money and salary. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So like, it's interesting that so many of these pillars of wellness we also have really great ways of hiding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can kind of hide, like if you're the intellectual one, right. You can kind of like fake your way through a lot of stuff, occupational one, financial one. I mean, you kind of how to hide in these things. I think it's scary when, um, it's like the emotional one starts coming out, right? Like you can't hide. Mm very well i mean you can hide for a while but as soon as you start talking about it Mm -hmm. it becomes unhidden pretty quickly yeah it does is that tracking like yeah no it is i was just reflecting on many of my coaching relationships will begin in a place of very closed Mm -hmm. um a rigidity around self and and self-expectation about how to behave how to think and what to feel um that's usually where we start and and then I was reflecting on this amazing conversation I had with one of my clients this week. And she was saying, the old me would have gotten very angry mm-hmm. at that state. The old me would have had, a, and these are literally words she said, the old me would have had a lot less tolerance for my employee who just lost a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been a long time and... You know, there's stuff that has to be done, which is still all true. But the old me would react so differently than the me today, mm-hmm. which has much more awareness and is much more willing to be vulnerable. Um, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we t- so we talked a lot about, or we talked about some things we can do in this mental fitness yeah category Mm -hmm. um but what like what tools like Mm -hmm. like what things can we do to Mm -hmm. just take some initial steps right yeah so the very first thing that i would say is we have to work on being okay with not doing 24 hours a day we have to learn strategies to be okay with being gentler and softer with ourselves. 
because when we do that, we're able to grow, mm -hmm. we're able to develop, we're happier, right? So it's all of those things. So there's many ways and different personalities are going to enter into it and, and getting to the question that you asked. Of course, I never answer anything with two <laughs> words like succinctly. Um, but I think it's it really is depending on who you are as a person and, and what is easiest for you. So I would say you want to pick tools and ideas that are the absolute easiest for you to enter into mm -hmm. without it seeming like you're doing this vast, you know, personality or character change mm. because that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. So like even like, for example, I'm just going to go back to the meditation piece. If someone wants to learn to meditate, like let's say that's something that they aspire to and they've tried it, it doesn't work and they've told themselves they can't do it, they're failures or whatever. There is a thing called walking meditation mm -hmm. where you simply walk quietly with your eyes open and you just try to keep your head focused on each step your foot takes mm -hmm. on the ground. That is also a meditation um, you know, there's a million different kinds of meditation guided with music, sitting, eyes closed, eyes open, walking, doing things, you know, there's just a million. So yep. finding, um, not being so quick to judge what options are available mm -hmm. to you. And I'm using meditation only as one example, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of different personal development courses and personal development opportunities for people. Obviously, the self-awareness journey is one, but there's many, many that help you recognize your emotional parts, mm -hmm. not your brain parts, but your emotional parts, exploring things that you would normally shy away from because you think that it's silly or unnecessary. It's A lot of it is working on setting down the judgment. Mm, yeah. The, the one thing that I also think about is now we talk about is like mind body connection, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about like how you're going to like, you'll, your body will know something sort of before yes, your, right. your yeah. head does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I really think in mental fitness, there is a strong correlation between that and physical fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying like everyone's got to go like be super workout and no, no, like, because they're not going to whatever. But I, right. you know, I, I like I believe that there's such a connection between physical and mental fitness that like at work, we have a 30 minute a day policy where I expect people to get up out of their chairs and they can go work out, hard, you know, hard mm -hmm. if they want or just go take a walk during yeah. the day for 30 minutes because like really there is a, a big connection yeah. between your body yeah. and your brain. And well, your energy sits in all different places. Mm -hmm. Energy sits in your body and mental energy collects in your body. I think that's a different way that I would say that. And regardless if you're buff fit, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whether you're just moving your body, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're 105 years old or if you're eight years old. Energy sits in the body. Energy is always with us and it collects and it shifts and it moves around. And I think what you're saying is to have that awareness yep. and to allow it to move. And like walking meditation is a perfect hybrid of like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. We, I we had fun. <laughs> I know it's funny that we're talking about walking meditation because we didn't really have any agenda with that whatsoever. But, but no. it really is a really super easy entry point for people. 
and I, I just think, you know, I think what I want to make sure that we're talking about today is the value of proactive mental, self-mental support, yeah. um, self-awareness about mental growth, you know, mental fitness, mental wellness, not mental health as a reactive state. Yes, of course, that is vitally important, but the the value of getting out ahead of it, mm -hmm. you know, the value of exploring ourselves, the value of realizing how deep our waters actually run yep. and what's available to us and how much we can self-soothe and how much we can bring ourselves back to center before we reach that extended state of needing mental health crises intervention of some sort. Right. It's always better for your car to like do routine oil changes instead of waiting <laughs> for the engine to seize up. <laughs> or the light to stay on for 2,032 <laughs> miles. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's all true. Well, I like this. I, I hope that um, like that the idea of mental fitness um, keeps growing. Obviously, you and I are going to keep beating yeah. on that drum because yeah, we sure are. We uh, sure are. it's really important, this idea that becoming more proactive, to, you know, working on on this as a daily, weekly practice, just like you yeah. would mental fitness is, yeah. is where we want to be. And love yourself up as a result of it. You know, don't judge yourself for wanting to explore it. It doesn't make anybody weak or anything like that. I mean, it's, it is the most courageous of persons that can be vulnerable. And I just think it's a huge opportunity for all of us. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.